I want you to open the Bible to the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11. For thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. Why? For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. You have created all things, not for their pleasure, but for your pleasure. They were and are created. So you are created to give God pleasure. Every aspect of your life, in the precious name of Jesus, is to give God pleasure. Amen. Amen. Every aspect. Every expression of your life is to give God pleasure. And one of the reasons why Christ died is to reconcile all things to God. All things. All things. He came, paid the price so that your entire life will give him pleasure. Therefore, the love of God shows up. It depicts to us, it projects this. That if one died for all, then we are all dead. And he died and rose again on your behalf so that you who now live should not henceforth live unto yourself but unto him who died and rose again for you. So it is not to give you pleasure, no. You are created to give you, And this is one of the reasons why Christ died so you live unto him. Hallelujah. And I pray in the precious name of Jesus that this, listen, for some people, right, I've said this many times, this might be the missing link. Might just be the missing link. Maybe if at all you believe in unto yourself, but God says no, live for me. Give me pleasure. Because when God is pleased, he goes beyond. He goes beyond the normal to bless you. When his heart is excited, when his heart is warmed towards you, you cannot imagine what God can do. We saw it clearly in the life of Solomon when he pleased God. The Bible says that that thing that he asked pleased him. It pleased him so much that God, because of that, said, Solomon, you have pleased me. I'm so excited. My heart is full of joy. You have given me pleasure. Even the things that you have not asked for, I give it to you. Why? Because you asked what pleased my heart. So I give you the life of your enemy. I will give you riches. I will give you honor. I will also give you long life. And these are the things that people run after. Because you have made my kingdom priority in your heart. You have pleased my heart. You've excited me. You have tickled my fancy. You've honored me. Therefore, Solomon, take all this. He said, even that that you do not ask for, I give it to you. That is what happened when we please God. And then we start to look at different aspects of how we can please God. And what pleasing God is. And this morning, we just deal with another aspect. And I pray in the precious name of Jesus, as God is building us up, please, 
Try and get this series. It's been powerful. Many lives have been touched. Many lives have been realigned for what God will do. And many people have been receiving their testimonies just based on this word. And I pray that someone will align himself to God's will and purpose in the precious name of Jesus. So God can point to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can somebody please let me say a very big hallelujah to that? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So, another way in which you can please God, where, where, I mean, we've been studying, is when you fear God. The fear of the Lord. Psalm 147, verse 11. It says, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. So, God takes pleasure in them that fear him. It's not talking about you being intimidated by God. It's not talking about you being horrified or being terrified or being tormented by God. No. It's talking about a divine fear, a reverential fear of God. And this reverential fear is an asset. It's a treasure. And it's something that you should go for. Some of us love the Lord, but from studies that we've been dealing with in our middle service, and also we've seen that love and fear of the Lord, they are two different concepts. And God expects that you not only love him, but also that you fear him. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 33 from verse 6. It says, And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and the strength of thy salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So the fear of the Lord is a big asset. Huge. We saw it in the Old Testament, in the life of Abraham. And many patriarchs. We also saw it in the New Testament, in the life of the apostles, the disciples, and the early church. Listen, the fear of the Lord is apostolic. It is. It is. And it's a necessary ingredient in bringing the power of God to bear in your life, in my life. So thank God for the love of God, but you must fear him. Hallelujah to reverence him, to honor him, to respect him, to regard him. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say the fear of the Lord. Say it's a treasure. The fear of the Lord is an asset. Praise the name of the Lord. There was this person, you know, Noah, Something happened in his life. The book of Genesis chapter 9. You know, the man got himself drunk. And after he was drunk, he, he was naked. You know, he wasn't in the in in right frame of mind. And he had that weakness. So, his son, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren, Shem, 
you know, and Japheth. This is in Genesis chapter 9 from verse 22. And then he, he saw his father's nakedness. Instead of harm, instead of covering his father's nakedness, he did not fear his father. It's a very dangerous thing for you not to fear your father. Even your earthly father is, is, is dangerous. It's dangerous. I've seen people, you know, I grew up, you know, and I've seen lives of people completely messed up because their earthly father, who was not a pastor, cursed them. Earthly father who was, in quote, not anointed, cursed them. Because it's God's principle that you must honor your father. And one of the things that God said in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, says, Honor thy father and thy mother. You should honor your parents. That it shall be well with you. Not only that, that you might live long upon the earth and that it shall be well with you. In spite of their weaknesses. So, Ham saw his father. Instead of fearing his dad, you know, I was telling them on Wednesday, I said, um, I, I fear my dad. I love my dad so much. What I mean, love my dad so much. I loved him so much that when he became very old and he wanted to die, I didn't want him to die. <laughs> that was how much I loved him. I loved him so much. We spent time together. We discussed together. He taught me how to drive. He taught me many things that I know today. He taught me many things. You know, spent time with him. Loved him from my heart. But also, I feared him. Not that I was terrified of him, but I had a respect, a high regard for him. If he calls me, even at his old age, I feared him. I many of us understand what I'm saying. But I've seen people who do not respect their father, whose that concept is completely broken. You know, then their relationship with their parents becomes dysfunctional. One man, one boy, was trying to box his father. I remember. He was beat, to beat his father. And it's a very strange thing to me. That I had to go and be counseling a boy who was trying to beat off his father. And he pushed his father from this, on the staircase. Pushed him. The father was so angry. The father almost cursed him. No matter how anointed he was, if his father had cursed him, that thing would have come to pass. Why? It is God's principle. God is not a respecter of persons. God is a respecter of principles. So, this harm, he said, oh, my father is a drunk. So, he didn't respect the father. He did not revile the father. So he saw his nakedness. Instead of him covering the nakedness of his father, he went and was started laughing with his brothers. If you see, if you see daddy, say, come and see daddy. See, his bum bum is like this. See this. I'm sure he must have been describing these uh, private parts. And say, oh, my father, something is just long, is dangling. All of them were laughing and things like that. Ah, so that's it. And when he awoke out of that drunken state, see what he did? He cursed him. He awoke out of the drunken state. The Bible says, and Noah awoke, you know, from his wine and knew his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cause be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto a servant. And Canaan is the son of Ham. So he cursed him. He said, the same way that you did to me, your son will do to you. So we see people suffering the repercussion of, you know, of what they've done to their parents. So the same way too. God expects you to honor him. Including your spiritual parents. 
Some of you don't honor your pastors or your HODs. And it's, it's a dangerous thing. Because even the Bible says that um, he's given so all these spiritual leaders, people who have authority over you, is given them is uh, given them an instrument that they can use. Isn't that what the Bible says? Isn't that what the Bible says? Aha. So it's so important that people who are kept, you know, who are, are, are kept under us, people in whom God has brought you under, that you honor them so that they can pastor you with joy. There your blessing lies. So the same principle too with God. God expects that we fear him, that we reverence him, and not just take him for granted. Hallelujah. Somebody please help me say a very big amen to that. I say you will do that in the precious name of Jesus Christ. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. So it says, God fears. God, you know, is pleased with those that fear him. So you see, when this man awoke from his drunken state, he was not pleased to what his son did to him. He wasn't pleased at all. And you could see the negative impact of that, even to his own life, that even after the father had died and gone, Canaan became a very big, he cursed him and said, servant or servant shall your sons be. I pray in the precious name of Jesus that God will help us understand what this fear is, reverential fear of God. And that every time that we reverence God, that we respect him in our heart, everywhere we go, we walk in that fear. And everything we do, before you take any decision in your office, be you a politician, you have to think, what will God say? How will God feel? I fear God. I can't do this. Will I put the collective destiny of a, of a nation into my pocket? No, I fear God. I cannot do it. Will, you cause, will I compromise my faith? I fear God. I can't do it. Such was the case with Joseph. When Joseph was taken a slave, no pastor, no synagogue, no meeting, no brother, no Bible, no internet. He was there in Potiphar's house. He was, everything was gone. He had nothing on him. The only thing that he took to the land of Egypt was the fear of the Lord. And when he got there, you think about it. He didn't join them to worship idols because Egypt was a hidden nation. People who worship idols. Listen, idolatry and occultism was so strong in Israel. I mean, in Egypt. Remember what happened? That even they could take a rod, their magicians, they could take a rod and throw it on the floor. The rod became a stake. They were so occultic, so into satanism. And this man was there. No fellowship, no brother, no sister, no phone call. The only thing that he left Israel with was the fear of God. No wonder why when uh, Potiphar's wife wanted him to lie with her and say, come, lie with me. He said, ah, no, how can I do this? See, even though nobody will see me, nobody will see us, I fear God, I cannot do it. The fear of the Lord is indeed a treasure. God expects you not only to love him, but to fear him. Hallelujah. And I pray in the precious name of Jesus that we will learn this fear. Hallelujah. We understand this fear. That this fear will grab our hearts in the precious name of Jesus. Like the New Testament church. 
It says they were walking. They were walking in the fear of the Lord and also in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. They were walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Spirit. The two go together. They are not diametrically opposed. No, they go together. If your life will, if you, listen, if you are going to live a balanced life and a life that will be well pleasing unto God is much more than just loving Him, you must reverence Him. You must fear Him. And I pray in the precious name of Jesus that that fear will come upon you today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I can hear somebody say a very big amen to that. Oh, let somebody shout a very big hallelujah. Hallelujah. What will the fear of the Lord do for you? Hallelujah. I want us to open our Bibles, please, very quickly. Malachi chapter 3 from verse 16. Malachi 3, 16. The fear of the Lord will always make God to to remember you. Let's read the book of Malachi chapter 3, 16. And please take this home. Hallelujah. Keep it in your heart. Malachi 3.16 says, Then they that fear the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. It says, And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord. And that thought upon his name. Have you seen it there? A book of remembrance was written. Now, let's look at the New International Version. The New International, uh, International Version. Malachi chapter 3 from verse 16 says, Those who had respect, those who feared the Lord, of the Lord, they said, they talked with one another, and the Lord heard them, a list of people, and what they did was written in the book in front of him. It included the names of those who respected those who revere, those who fear the Lord and honored him. Have you seen it there? A book of remembrance. A book of remembrance. Written. Listen, how many of us know that God cannot forget? God can't forget. It's impossible for God to forget, right? Alright? But sometimes God can decide to forget. He says he will cleanse your sins and he will remember them no more, isn't it? So for some of us who have done some bad things before, maybe you've done something bad before, maybe you stole before and then you've gone to God and said to God, God, I'm so sorry, and you actually repented and you turned from your evil ways because it's one thing for you to say, God, forgive me. It's another thing for you to keep doing what you are doing. And God says, I have forgiven you. Because the Bible says that if we confess our sins unto him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and then to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that what the Bible says? Right? Right? So he's faithful. So when I go to him and say, God, please forgive me, and I follow the normal principle, he will say, okay, I'm forgiving you. So next time you are going to him, maybe you heard a message, or somebody came, and your heart was moved, and then you go back to God and say, God, yeah, I, I, I remember what I did in 18-something. God will say, I cannot remember. You say, no, God, I did this. You say, what is this guy talking about? I've already forgiven you. I've forgotten about it. So, the same way too, it is possible for God not to remember you. Very possible. No wonder why he says, put me in remembrance. 
Come, let's plead. Plead your case. Isn't that what God says? Isn't that what God says? That's what it says in this world. So, your God is a God that cannot forget. But I tell you, there is something that can be done that will make God to always remember you. Why? Because God has a book. It's the book of memorial. What is a memorial? A memorial is a reminder to remind God. God, please, remember me, remember me. Listen, God is just a powerful and mighty God. And remember that your case is not the only case before God. Many cases. We have cases of all the world, of people, some of them are not even born again. There are cases before God because he makes the sun, you know, and the rain to shine upon the just and the unjust. Isn't that what God says? Hallelujah. So God is interested in every case. But I tell you what, one of the things that will make God to put your name in the book, that book of remembrance, is when you fear him. Why? So that your case, your name is ever before his face. He cannot forget you. That is what the Bible says here. It's a huge blessing. I want us to open our Bible to the book of um, Acts of the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles. Let's see the life of Cornelius. Acts chapter 10. Acts of the Apostles chapter 10. It says, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion of the band called the Italian band. A devout man. And one that feared God. Have you seen it there? He was what? One that did what? One that did what? So God came first. And God takes pleasure. He takes special attention to those who fear him. Listen, see what happened. It says, and not only that, and fear God with, the, with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked on, this was about three o'clock in the afternoon, he looked on him. He was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thy arms are come up for a memorial before God. Have you seen it there? A memorial. A memorial. So he says that your prayer and arms, he said, and now send men to Joppa. This man was not even a Jew. A centurion. A Gentile. But the Bible says that he feared God. And as he was giving alms, he was praying, he was also fasting. The Bible says that your alms, your giving, your prayers have come unto God for a memory, a reminder. Keep reminding me. Keep reminding. Keep reminding. Oh, that man's case. That man's case. You see, that is why you see companies, when they go out detailing all their materials for marketing companies, they give you watches. They give you towels. So you don't forget them. <laughs> so, you know, as a pharmacist, this is what we used to do. I worked as a medical rep, as a field force manager. The company will spend so much money. Some of all those things, sometimes 
they, were, they had to do them in Germany. I was working for Nigerian German chemicals, formerly hoaxed of Germany. They will spend so much money. Sometimes they personalize all those watches and towers and small, small gifts, some c- calendar. Why? So that every time you are thinking, once you wake up, you want to have your bath, you don't be thinking about my, you don't be seeing my face and the drug. As you're about to open up your door, there will be stickers. You don't see the product there for my company because I will stick it everywhere. On your table too, the same table mat, you see it there. When you're having your bath, you see it there. When you are writing, the pen I'm writing with, you will see the same drug there. Sometimes, even the mirror, we go as far as doing mirror, the more you kept in your room, you, as we are looking at your face, you are seeing the name of a drug there. So, when you see a case that requires drug, there are many drugs like that in many, I mean, from different companies, but because that reminder is there, you don't even think twice. You just put it there. You just remember, you just, you just see my face detailing, just put it there. That was why we were able to move some antibiotics. Why? By way of memorial, a reminder. The same way too with God. It's a principle. One of the ways in which God can't forget your case is impossible. Listen, God is a respecter of principles and not person. He told Cornelius feared God. It wasn't much about his giving and about his prayer. People were praying. People were giving. But this man feared God. He was a huge access, asset. And everything rose up before God and his name was written in that book memo and every time coming. So when the church was to be born, when the Gentiles was to receive, you know, the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Gentiles, like, you know, we are considered Gentiles. When that church was, was to be born, God was looking for a man and he saw, say, ah, this man feared me. Everything was coming as a reminder. So he sent an angel and it was in his house that the Gentiles heard the word of God and they received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he had a reminder, a memorial. A memorial. Listen, your case is not abandoned. Oh, I can hear somebody say amen. And I pray in the precious name of Jesus that as you fear the Lord, indeed, your name must enter into that book for everyone who fears him. It's a huge asset. Someone please tell me, say it's a treasure. Say it's an asset for you to fear the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of us will say, Lord, I want to honor you? To honor you? Lift up your voice and just pray this morning and ask again, and say, Lord, I want to please you. God was so pleased with Cornelius because he feared him that he sent an angel to him. And the church was born in his house in a spectacular manner. Peter got there and he was preaching. The Holy Ghost came and fell on them. Say, ah, the Gentiles have also received of the Spirit of God. How? Oh, Jesus Christ also died for them. But that blessing came into the house of one man. And today, 
that same touch has touched us. You will go ahead and pray and say, Father, say, Father, make my heart tender. Say, Father, say, Father, let the spirit of fear come upon me. Make me fear you. Make me reverence you. Make me honor you. You alone comes first in my life. Come first. Thank you, my Father. Go ahead and pray this prayer in the precious name of Jesus. Oh, I give you the praise that bless your name. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, I thank you and I bless you. Thank you, my Father. Blessed be your holy name. While we are still praying, we are going to pray again in the precious name of Jesus and ask in Jesus' might. I say, Lord, I present my heart unto you. Let the spirit of the fear of the Lord come upon me. Arrest my heart, oh God. I've heard your word in the precious name of Jesus. The Lord, to please you, Lord, I need to fear you. I need to reverence you. I need to revere you. I need to honor you. Lord, only you, oh God, takes the highest place in my life. In the precious name of Jesus, I refuse to please men. I refuse to please the devil. Oh Lord, it is you, oh God, that I please all my life. Thank you, my Father. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, I give you praise. I bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray.